Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Mark Cuban, and you're listening to my favorite ball boy ever on the Hey Pal podcast. <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> From iHeartRadio, Common Enemy, and Tenderfoot TV, it's the Hey Pal Podcast. Hey Pal. Hey Pal. <laughs> With Jared and Davo. I've missed you. I have not missed you, but I'm super excited about our show today because I've missed our show. I know. Today is going to be a really, really special one. It is. It is crazy cool. I can't wait to talk to him. We'll see if he remembers me. I don't know. That's a, it's, it's up for discussion, but... I know you're going to talk about being a ball boy. Me? I would never. Never, Dave. We talk about it all the time. Uh, so how you, you're good, though? Everything's good? I'm good. Everything's good. Okay. Uh, Franklin, like Benjamin Franklin. My dog is good. Everybody's good. I've seen Benjamin Franklin, as you've seen Ghost. I have seen Ghost. I know. Ghost, Ghost keeps me... Great uh, dogs. Great, great dogs. Great. They're all we have. <laughs> <laughs> Davo. Yes. I don't mean to cut you off. Yes. But do you know what time it is? What time is it, pal? I think, pal... It's Rye Guy time. Rye Guy time. Rye Guy time. All right. Let's do it. Kyle, can you try and call uh, Rye Guy for us? Rye Guy. He's a pretty busy guy. <laughs> he is a pretty busy guy. That Rye Guy. By the way, it's funny that we're just like calling him in the middle of work. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if he's going to say it, but he was pretty upset about the hang up. But he can't be like, like he can't, he's talking about Montreal and all this stuff I last mean, week. It's like, you know, just give us the There's facts. only so much you can know about the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. Hey, hey, Rye Guy. Hey, Rye Guy. How you doing? I'm all right. You're just all right. <laughs> to hear from us, we're calling you in the middle of our podcast. He's irritated with us. I'm okay. What's up, guys? <laughs> oh, because we hung up on you last week. We're so sorry. <laughs> Let's get to it. 1999, who won Best Actress, please? 1999 year, that's the year of American Beauty. Annette Benning was upset that year by uh, Hillary Swank. 
Boys Don't Cry. Wow. wow. <laughs> I was like, there's no way he's going to know this That's one. That's awesome. 1972, 1975 NBA championship. I mean, that's my my guy, granny style, Rick Barry and the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> Come he, on. What? You there got we one? go. You got one for him, Devo? There we go. Uh, let's see. Rapid fire, so we can't Who was the number one draft pick in 1990? Oh. Is that too specific? <laughs> I will see. I don't know. <laughs> NBA number one draft pick going, in 98. going off brand. Oh, 1998? Oh, come on. Is that the Ola Candy year? Please don't. <laughs> oh, is that the candy? I, I don't know. Is that candy? Here's man? the real it's question because I remember this. Who is the number oh. two pick? I remember this. Mike Bibby. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, because, no, because what's his name? The agent. <laughs> <laughs> we, knew, we knew that was coming, Davo. We had to hang up. Wait, Jared, he was about to say something interesting for once. I, Look, we made a deal. We, Rye Guy's a small segment. When he gets but to now start, I'm on the edge of my seat. Our, all right, fine. Kyle, can you call Rye Guy back? Just call him back. Skype him back. Jeez. Hopefully he won't be too pissed off. Goodness at us. gracious. It was some good information. We talked about this before the show. Small segment. All right, we got him. Right. Hi, Rye Guy. We're sorry about that. Hey, pal, I think there was something wrong with Jared's phone. He didn't mean it. All right, what were you about to say about the Mike Bibby and all that? Sorry to cut you off. What I was saying, <laughs> hearsay, that the agent, he's in the uh, last dance, uh, he's Jordan's agent, Falk. He repped Bibby, who went number two, and he apparently told the Clippers organization if they, they didn't take his client number one, he would never deal with them ever again. And they did, you know. I just, I can't, I can't. <laughs> Devo, we've got a show to do. I understand. I understand. We've got a show I, to do. I'm okay with it. We, we've got to do this. I'm okay with it. Let's you. move on. All right. Well, so everybody's already, you know, probably seen who's going to be the guest on here. So I wanted to talk to you uh, before we intro him and yeah. bring him on is uh, is just kind of in the ownership field, you know? And a cool question that I like to ask that I did not prep you on um, is if you could go back in time, knowing what you know now, and own anything so you're the inventor right okay. you created it yeah there's nowhere facebook you... really i mean you would go to facebook just instantly like that you would be mark zuckerberg yeah i mean facebook isn't going anywhere they own instagram they own whatsapp they own everything but you wouldn't go like airplanes no i mean look i'd love to dude you course. invented an airplane i would love to be the person that invented the airplane well you just said facebook but well i'm trying to maximize money right now <laughs> or amazon for that matter yeah see you could have gone can you imagine to unfortunately get divorced and still be the richest man in the world and on top of it his wife is now one of the richest people or his ex-wife is one of the richest people in the world it would have been funny if you would have said if i could have gone back and, and been, and been anybody you, you would have been his wife <laughs> <laughs> that, would have been, that would have been a great answer. Okay, so you go you go Facebook. What would you do? And what about what about one more to that? What about if you had to own a sports franchise that is, you know where I'm gonna go, non-Philly included? Like I want to know, just give me an you know, I want something interesting that your your heart isn't uh, attached to. Non-Philly included? Yeah, non-Philly included. I, some some sports god just came down and the said New York Yankees. You would. Yeah. That's a great choice. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be, that would be cool. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Be the king of New York. Yeah. Yeah. I think the the listeners are like, you you knucklehead, stop talking. Yeah. I want to hear. They don't want to hear from us. They want to hear from our guests. You know what? I will say that this one is a very, very special one to me. So 
Uh, without further ado, we yes. will. Uh, we'll. Kyle, is he ready? Oh, ready. oh, wow, we're good to go. All, All right. right. Well, from sitting upper deck with my mom at games to then becoming a ball boy for the organization, from sixth grade to tenth grade, what a time that was for me, Dave. What a time to be alive, Jerry. It, it really was. To then watching this man buy the team while I was in 10th grade, our next guest single-handedly lifted the morale, changed the energy, and put fans back in the seats in Dallas, and I had a front-row seat for it all from the beginning. We haven't spoken in probably 15 years. That's a long time, Dave. I mean, he didn't want to talk to you. I understand that. <laughs> I completely understand that. Well, would you... Would you? So, but then you would take my call after the 15 after years, After right? 15 years, absolutely. I mean, he did, so yeah, you have to. For sure. All right, so we haven't talked in like 15 years or so, okay? But I emailed my pal and he emailed me right away wow. and said he was in on doing the show and that is the kind of guy he is please welcome to the hey pal podcast mark cuban mark yeah. how you doing what's up jack yeah my pleasure man just way to make me feel old 10th grade my ass <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, I, I, the first person I did call, it was my mom. And I said, Mark emailed me back and he, and he's coming on and she couldn't have been happier. So well, good. Tell mom I said, hi, <laughs> I will. I will. For, I will for sure. So before we get started into it, I just want to know, uh, it's, it's, it'll be like a, a, a two minute story. 10th grade, Mark buys a team, right? Mark 2000. Yeah. January. Yeah. 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 So, and I was a ball boy. And so then the next year you were a ball boy for the Mavericks. Sure. Stop it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I never knew that. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And so the next year was the first year that we had made the playoffs in yep. like forever. And I being, you know, the ball boy was embedded with, you know, the players and some of the, and some of the guys like Chris Arnold, who has uh -huh. been there forever. Still, and Chris yeah. said, yeah. And he's still there. And Chris said, Jay, you and you and Scott just, uh, hop on the plane. I'll take you down to San Antonio for the series. And I was like, what? Like, I'm like 16, 17 years old. I'm like, this is the crazy. Oh, okay. Like I'm down. Cause everybody knew I was just, I knew everything about the Mavs biggest yep. fan ever. And they were like, hop on the plane. So we had, we get on the plane, we go to San Ann and Chris lets us come down towards the court, gets us down there somehow. And Cuban sees me. And we say hi. We say hi for a second. He's like, what are you doing here? You know, uh, a little familiarity from ball boy and stuff. And I said, oh, we, we just hopped on with Chris Arnold. I don't even know how we're going to get back. Right. Like, I don't even know how we're going to get back to Dallas. Like, I just hopped on. We haven't even told our parents. <laughs> and, and Mark literally looks at me and says, Jared, come find me after the game. If you don't know where, where you're going or where you're staying. And I'll make sure that you have a place to stay. Awesome. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, like we have a couple buses that are going back. But if we miss those, you know, it's all good. Right. So the game happens. We play the Spurs, which, you know, was a big bit. That was a big deal for us. We had just yep. beaten Utah yep. in the first round and made that incredible comeback. And we find Cuban afterwards. By the way, to Mark's credit, like this is the kind of human we are talking to right now. I'm in 10th grade. He doesn't owe me anything. <laughs> right. And he comes back out onto the court. It was like, you know, 45 minutes after and finds me. Yeah. And is like, you know, Jay, are you good? And I'm like, uh, and, and I'm like, well, what can we do? And he's like, look, the buses are gone. Pulls out a hundred dollar bill and says, Jared, I want you to go find a hotel. And I want, and I'm going to pay for it. Wow. And me and my friend Scott were like, first of all, this is a joke. Are you kidding me? I can't believe Cuban's doing this for us. Secondly, we were just so thankful that he, you know, we had like a, cause Chris Arnold wasn't doing that. Sorry, Chris, to right. call you out, <laughs> but like it was all Mark. And so Mark even said, if there isn't a place to stay or you can't find, this is the hotel we're at. And the beautiful part, you know, to end this story is that Scott and I went and looked at four or five hotels. They were all sold out because this was, you know, a huge series and the river walk. And that's kind of where it was. Okay. And so we said, all right, like we feel all this pressure, but let's just go back to the, let's go back 
to where Cuban said they're all staying. Right. We go, we say, we tell them this ridiculous story, which the front desk is like, who are these knuckleheads? Right. And they, to their credit, they actually, we just said, please believe us, call Mark. They call Mark. Mark says, set them up in a room and we got to stay. And then we returned to Dallas the wow. next day. <laughs> awesome. And, and I don't know if you remember any of that, but to us, Not obviously. Not a damn bit of it. <laughs> <laughs> great, great story. And I think that's probably the last time Mark ever wanted to talk to you up until today. It's <laughs> no, I was probably worried about being accused of child abuse or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> More with Mark Cuban after the break. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you again for for being on on the PayPal podcast. So you bought the Mavs as we were just talking about in in 2000. And you are a businessman at the end of the day. And so I know that you were a huge Mavs fan. Um, But if it didn't make business sense, I don't think my my gut tells me it wouldn't have, you still wouldn't have bought the team. No, I would have bought the team anyways. It made no business sense. (laughs) Literally, I wanted it so bad. Ross Perot took me on a helicopter ride. And I'm terrified of heights. Literally, I thought I was going to fall out of that damn helicopter. <laughs> I was terrified. And um, 
he was like talking price and negotiating. And I wanted to get down out of that helicopter so fast and so bad. I'm like, whatever. So <laughs> you know, everybody thought I was a knucklehead when I paid 285 million for it. Right. And I right. didn't even care. I mean, I remember being on the bus with um, Don Nelson and Del Harris. And yep. this is when we had just sold um, broadcast.com and the internet stock market was still bonkers. And we had Yahoo stock. And right. the stock went up like a hundred bucks and they're like, it went up a hundred bucks. I'm like, yeah, I just paid for the Mavs, you know, so it was just like one day movement. And I was like, yeah, it had nothing to do with real business. I just, I just thought I was, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a ball is life type guy. And so it was just the best thing ever. Well, that makes, that makes me happy because he's a true fan, yeah. but he is, he is a businessman at the end of the day and you happen to buy the Mavs low and then you were able to, if you wanted to today, you're able to then sell high. Yep. And so my question for you is, if you were able to buy low and sell high on an actor, if actors were stocks, right? What is an actor or who, uh, and by the way, whoever you want, like we, we don't care. Who right. do you think would be a great actor if you were able to buy their stock now and then let's say then sell high on them? I think Ben Affleck, I'm a Ben Affleck fan. You know, oh, okay. he's, that's a good one. He, yeah, yeah, he's been getting shit on and he's been fucking things up. And you know, <laughs> and when, when they're down on their luck like that, that's when you want to buy, you know, and he'll turn it around. That's but, when people are dangerous sometimes. Yeah, yeah. and I yeah. think it's great because, like, I mean, wow, what an answer. Because yeah. right now, Ben Affleck, like, if you were a stock, you'd be able to buy low. Yep. Real low, yeah. And, yeah, real, 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 would, real, real low. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be looking on that real, real. stock market. <laughs> <laughs> I know, real, real, real low. Real, real low. Um, do you have any, uh, any, any uh, other actors or an actress in mind? Or are you just oh. putting all your eggs in uh, in Ben Affleck, which I like? Yeah, I mean, I don't think I want a diversified portfolio. <laughs> 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 For real. I mean, it's just like, okay, when was the last time even, you know, I mean, other than, well, you know, Nicolas Cage is going to be uh, playing um, Joe, Joe Exotic. Exotic yes. Right? Yeah. You know? And Nicolas Cage has got he's, he's looking up at Ben Affleck. <laughs> he's, been down, he's been down on his luck. That's for sure. Uh, it's a big, big mo moment for Nicolas Cage. Yes, it is, man. And, you know, I just want to know who's going to play Carol and um, the, the dude with the missing leg. Oh, my God. There's just so oh, many yeah. characters. It's, it's the most incredible like, story. It's just the most amazing story. Yeah, it's funny because Kyle and I, um, we just did a movie in New Orleans called Cutthroat City. And uh, we, we were talking to Nick Cage's manager, remember? And he was going to come on board. And then we, we huddled up and we were like, uh, I don't know if right now is the best, <laughs> no. time, to, is the best no. time to hire Nick. <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen Nicholas out a few times now. Maybe not, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, uh, Mark, on Shark Tank, there's five sharks that are in the tank at any one time, right? So yep. similar to a basketball team. Yep. With, if you had to take four other sharks over the years and some of the reserve sharks that have been on the show and you had to play a basketball team, you had to, you had to create a team who would be your point guard, your forwards, your center, <laughs> and who would be your six man off the bench? Ben Affleck, Nicholas Cage. Um, <laughs> so they're awful. I mean, there's not, I mean, Damon John, I invited him to a, a finals game, a mass finals game. And he showed up at halftime. I mean, oh he cares. none of them are like athletes at all. So no, there's just no chance. <laughs> no. no. Is like, there one that could be like a floor general, like running no. the court? Like, <laughs> like I've got a 10 year old son. And if it was him and five sharks, I'm taking him versus five sharks. I'm taking him over any five. That you pick. 
So the sharks are completely non-athletic. Dave, I think we have found our answer. There is going to be it is it is Mark Cuban versus whoever's coming down with the ball uh, on the other end of the court. I'm telling you what, you know what? If the odds, if it's like them walking and chewing gum at the same time, I'm taking the under. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so Cuban, 2006 was one of the worst years for me all all around. I know you're already. You yeah, already thanks know for bringing so- it up. Yeah, thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you why it was, and then you can you can let me know. But I feel like there was robbery going around everywhere. Leo DiCaprio was my favorite actor, and he got nominated for Blood Diamond and got robbed of the Oscar. Great movie. I mean, I couldn't. Uh, it's a great movie, right? Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. Um, and then, obviously, being an obsessive Mavs fan, we played the Heat, and uh, in my opinion, you know, just my opinion, we got robbed of of a title. That's not um, an opinion. That's a fact it's a fact it's a fact that we got robbed of the title oh hell yes that still (laughs) makes me sick to my stomach well i won't (laughs) i won't continue on that end then but i i mean me too honestly you have you have a a maver for life here an mffl you know and and it made it made me sick too but i started thinking of of the parallels of like dirk Nowitzki and leo like that's what Mm -hmm. i got to and i wanted to know if if you could answer this question you know and not be biased um, but who do you think had more pleasure when they finally won the big one? You've got Dirk, who who went to numerous, you know, Western Conference finals. He was always, by the way, he always had us in the playoffs. He always put us in a position to win. You have uh, over a span of, I think it was 13 years before he actually won it. Yep. And then you had Leo, who when he became a, uh, you know, went from a boy to a man, you know, it was about 13 to 15 years where he yep. was getting nominated once every yep. two to three years and not winning it. And so I was wondering if, if looking from the outside in, when they finally lifted that trophy, was it Leo that had more gratification or Dirk? I'm thinking Dirk because okay. Dirk has a finite you know, number of years. You can't play forever. Leo is going to be old and gray and, you know, oh, the next Robert point. De Niro, yeah. right? Great and so point. he's going to be able to do it forever. And, you know, Dirk's married. Leo's single. So even when he loses, <laughs> he gets all the misery love, you know? <laughs> <laughs> It's so, by the way, it's, it's so true. Very, very true. Yeah. Oh, trust me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think about that with the, uh, with the ticking, with the, uh, ticking clock. That's, uh, yeah. that's actually, yeah, it's really smart. Now as a, as a team owner, <clears throat> I kind of want to know what, what was that feeling like when you guys finally won that championship first as a fan and then from a business perspective, but as a fan, what was that moment like for you? You know, being there, it was more stress release than anything else because, you know, you're going and going and going. And, and like Jay said, we had lost in 2006 and we had been up 2-0. So right. I never let myself think we were going to win this. And so I'll, I'll never forget, um, there was about 30 seconds left and we went up by 12, I think. And I just realized there ain't coming back. There's no 12-point plays, right? They ain't coming back. And so I just let out the biggest scream ever. I mean, it was right. just all stress release. And then I remember running around the court looking for people to hug and everything. And I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, this is fun, but, you know, it just wasn't nearly as good as, as the stress release. Yeah. And then from a business perspective, how, how, how long did you allow yourself to enjoy that moment before you started thinking from a business side? Oh, man, I was drunk for days. I didn't think business at all. <laughs> there was it. no thinking business at all. I mean, I used to get... I took the trophy from bar to bar to bar to bar just to hang out with people. Yeah, it was, it was a blast. I absolutely love you, Cuban. That's amazing. <laughs> because, because it is it is true. I think, you know, again, just my opinion, but Mark, I think the reason 
uh, that you are so good at your job. And I, and I, again, I've gotten to see it since I was a kid. You were a ball it, boy for the Mavericks. We know. <laughs> Everybody knows. Sounds like a is, fabulous song. Is because is because you have not lost you you have not lost the fan in you. No. And and a lot of people out here say that about me. You know, I'm I'm producing movies right now with you know big time actors, and I'm able to step outside of that and still be a fan, and then also put on my business hat. And I think. That's what you do such a great job as you, you know you can you know how to become the fan and then you know how to become you know the owner well, of the yeah. business but there's guy. one and the same I mean you know your business right you know what works and you know the film business is a hard hard business right and so oh yeah there, it, there's always yeah there's always <laughs> a lot of risk and so you know if you're not a fan first you're not going to be authentic and yeah. that's the key man because you know loving the game and and just loving the Mavs this just lets me be myself and I know business, right? It's like Dirk at the free throw line. He knows it's going in. I know what I'm mm. doing business-wise. That's the easy part. But just enjoying it, that, that's the part I love. Yeah. I, I love it. So in 2011, uh, we'll talk about good years. <laughs> we, uh, we, we won the championship. And so what we want to know is if we had to put it in movie terms, we obviously know that the best actor, this is now the Oscars for the 2011 championship. Okay, Mark? Right. We know that the best actor is going to Dirk Nowitzki. Right. The next question is going to be awesome because this is what me and my friends all fight about all the time is who is Mark Cuban giving best supporting actor to Jason Terry. Wow. Yeah. yeah Jason Terry. Jason was getting buckets. He was. Yeah. Game. Yeah. He closed out game. He had 20 some, whatever. And he was, he was, there were games when Dirk wasn't on like, you know, and Jason was just out of his mind. He hit right. that step back three over LeBron, you know, to give us the, to really extend the lead and, it was like nothing to him. It was water. And so, yeah, Jet. Would you give it to Jet if it's 2011 playoffs as a whole? Best supporting. Um, best supporting. Yeah, probably still Jet. And then probably getting votes and upsetting people would be Tyson and, and Jay Kidd. Because they okay. both had killer yeah. killer runs during the so playoffs. I didn't even make. See, my friends are no. now going to be able to make fun of me. Tyson I said had a huge game, a huge series. No, he and by the way, when run. he came in, he changed he yeah. changed the complexion of everything. Yeah, I mean he did, and I and I totally understand that, and I know that. I I actually said, Mark, I said best supporting will go to JJ Barea because I think in the second round when when we you know upset obviously the Lakers and change the way that, I mean, I've never seen anything like that. A team going yeah. for a three-peat and we sweep them. It was all See, JJ, JJ JJ's not getting the Oscar. He's getting the Grammy for best new artist. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Rico Suave on the court. Absolutely. It's so true. JJ Barea is so smooth, right, Dave? Rico Suave. Oh, there you go. Speak in Spanish again. All right. Well, let's take a, a, a little break. Uh, and get a word from our sponsors in. And then when we come back, we're going to have more of the Oscars with Mark Cuban. And also, we're going to put Cuban in the penalty box. Let's do it. Be back in a second. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Two 
Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so then who gets... um? Who gets best hair and makeup? So basically, who was the most, who was the best dressed on the Mavs that year? Oh my God. <laughs> not Jet, not Dirk, that's for damn sure. <laughs> um, yeah, not Deshaun, not Peja. Maybe, no, Tyson, Tyson has his own style, right? So Tyson loved hats. So Tyson right. always had a different hat for every game. And then when we had closeout games, they all wore black, and that was Tyson's idea. To everybody wear black to that last game six in Miami and not pack for another game because we weren't playing another game. Right. So I go with Tyson. I love it. I, I do love that. And the last one for this is who gets best uh, best animated? So just, I guess, who was the loudest and the most vocal and all that? Brian Cardinal. Absolutely. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He's just <laughs> screaming, the towel, yelling, <laughs> knocking the shit out of people. Yeah, he, the he custodian. Had, he, he had the best job. He had the best job for sure. I love it. And that was, I mean, that was just an incredible season, an incredible run. Well, I actually, it was amazing. Yeah. I actually tell people, and and again, I, I know that we're, I know we're a little bit biased. Like I get it, but like I tell people that it is the, it, it is the greatest run to a title, the hardest run to a title that you will ever see in basketball history. And I truly, truly believe that, you know, yep. I wouldn't have said that in 06, if we had won, I would not have said that, but in, but in 2011, that was the hardest run to a title. Without question. I mean, sport. we beat the two time defending champs. We beat a team that ended up having three MVPs on it in Oklahoma city. We beat, you know, the heatles, you know, when they come <laughs> together, everybody thought we were going to get crushed. Yeah. yeah. And what people forget is not only do, do, do people think we we're going to get crushed, but we were down two one. We beat that team three in a row. You go and make a, you go and make, and I don't cuss a lot on this show, but I'm getting amped. You go and make a fucking super team, right? And then we come back and we beat you three in a row. Get that super team out of here. It was awesome. (laughs) It It was was awesome. awesome. 
All right, so we have obviously a lot of uh, a lot of our listeners are big Shark Tank fans. Cool. I know you deal with this all the time because I'm friends with Lori and Damon, and yep. everybody wants to pitch you guys all the time. One of our listeners begged me to pitch you an idea, and he sent me a video. Hopefully, you can hear this, and hopefully, you can see it. But I'm going to send it to you or show you right now. Hello, everybody. My name is Boban Marjanovic, and I come from Serbia. Boban. <laughs> <laughs> I think I hear a wonderful idea. I think it's my opinion. I hope you guys agree too. Whatever it is, yes. <laughs> Bobby is the man. To play basketball under the water. Mm, basketball under the water. I don't I don't know how well that's gonna do. It doesn't matter, it's Bobby. I'm and, and Bobby and Bobby said that he's uh he's taller than most pools, so he yeah. can't even fit in the pool. He's he's a character, he's a good friend, he's an amazing guy. I love Bobby, man. He is so much fun. And let me just tell you a quick story. One of the reasons that he came to the Mavs is before a game when we were playing the Sixers at home, I always like to go shoot before games. Right. And he saw me out there shooting, and he's like, oh, let's shoot for this. And so we started <laughs> shooting, you know, and just shooting threes. And I'm like, okay, Bobby. And then come free agency, his agent called me, and he goes, yeah, Bobby remembers he had fun shooting threes with you. Wow. And, you know, and I'm like, well, bring him to the Mavs. And so the rest is history. That's unbelievable. I, he's such a character. I'm a huge Sixer guy, so I was I was sad to see him go, but happy for you guys. He's a good, good dude. Uh, I love Bobby, boy. Yeah. He's just the best human being. Yeah. All right, so really you want, quick. You want to do Spelling Bee before we let We're going to do a couple quick you? segments because we know you got to go. Uh, one of our segments is called the Spelling Bee. I'm going to give you a word to spell. Jared's going to have to spell the word as well. Oh, I'm, I'm an awful speller, too. Me too. Okay. It's okay. Me too. You, you, I have a, a decent, you got a decent shot at this one. Uh, this is a noun. Uh, he was a German-American, the eighth pick in the first round of the NBA draft in 1985 by the Dallas Mavericks. Three-time All-Star. Yeah, that's true. Two-time yep. six-man uh, six of the year. Mark Cuban, can you spell Detlef Shrimp? Hell no. D-E-T-L-E-F-F-S-C-H-R-E-P-F. All right. Okay. All right. No, probably right. not. There's probably an M in there. Shrimp. There, there oh, is. Okay, wait, yeah. wait. Oh, oh, shit. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. My bad. My bad. My bad. Jared? No, no. Let him, let him final no, answer. So, M-E-F. Okay. All right. That's your final answer. It's fun. Your final spell. It don't matter. <laughs> I'm going. All right. I'm going shrimp is S C H. R E M P H. There's an M, a P, and an H. Incorrect, Jared. Oh, an F. An F. As oh. usual, oh. Mr. Mark Cuban, you are the winner what? of the spelling bee. <laughs> what? Seriously? Oh. I got it right? It is S C H R E M P F. Oh! You got it. You got it. Good I'll job. Take it. Okay. <laughs> former, former Maverick. Moving on. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Exactly. So, no, I want a rebuttal. No, I'm just kidding. So last but not least is the Hey Pal penalty box. We're going to ask you a series of questions. Just answer the first thing that comes to mind as quickly as possible. Got Your it. favorite childhood superhero. Um, Superman. Okay. Rangers or stars? Stars. Wow. Uh, who would be a historical figure you would want to sit courtside with you at a Mavs game? Albert Einstein. Nice. Oh. Wow. Uh, if you had to quarantine with one person you didn't know, who would you quarantine with? <laughs> Am I still married? <laughs> That's the answer. That's the answer. That's the answer. You're good. You're off the hook. And last but not least, ketchup or mustard? Oh, mustard. All right. 
That's it. I do. I You're love out of the it. penalty box. All right. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Mark. I want to thank Appreciate Mark it, Cuban for being our guest. Thank you so much, Mark. That was a blast, and I'll see you back in Dallas sometime. Hope so. Yeah, appreciate it, Kyle. Appreciate it, guys. And thanks, brother. Let's do this again. Thanks, guys. Right. Thanks, Mark. Take care. Amazing. That was, I mean, Davo, that was incredible. I mean, he's the best. He's such a good, good guy. He's one of those people that all the good things that have happened to him, you can see why. Yeah, I can. But do you want to know why that podcast specifically was the best? Well, because I used to be a, a, yes, a Dallas Mavericks ball know. boy. Yeah, you were a ball boy. <laughs> Unbelievable. I just want to make oh sure. God. Look, look, I I'm have, sure I'm, I know it. <laughs> I know that you were a ball boy for the Dallas Mavericks. I'm the in the National Basketball Association. Association. I'm embedded into the program to where's you. You're just a common fan, pal. Wow. wow. Well, far from that. I'm far from that because I attend the Eagles games. I'm on the field. The Phillies oh, games, I'm I sit the, there for batting I'm practice. On the field, the batting games, practice. I'm on the court shooting hoops before the game. Yeah, we're what edit- else you got? Guess what? Hockey, I'm sitting in the penalty box. Kyle is just going to edit all this out, so I don't know why you're yelling yeah, at he's me. He's going to edit you out. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Well, I want to thank everyone. Uh, if you have listened to this episode, it was very special to Dave and I. Um, every spe- every episode is special, but this one was was really, really cool. It hit have. home because you were a ball boy. <laughs> yeah. We so, spoke to the owner of the Dallas. And we spoke to the owner. So I just want to thank everybody for for listening. And, uh, you know, um, it was awesome to have Cuban on in the Hey Pal podcast. And we hope that you keep listening. So on behalf of uh, Devo and and myself, uh, we will see you guys next time. Adios. Hey Pal is a production of iHeartRadio, Common Enemy, and Tenderfoot TV. Hosted by Jared Einson and Dave Osico. Producer is Kyle Tequila. Executive producer for iHeartRadio is Sean Titone. Executive producers for Tenderfoot TV are Donald Albright and Payne Lindsay. Catch new episodes of Hey Pal every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love the show, don't forget to rate us five stars, share it with your friends, and subscribe. 